other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Both Politico and the New York Times over the course of the last couple of days have done articles looking at how the Republicans hope to retain control of the House or how the Democrats hope to win control of the House. And the answer is New York. Both parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, are putting everything on the line when it comes to New York State. You can expect both parties to spend big so that they can try and win the House as a whole. There are several congressional seats in New York State that the Republicans won in 2022 that the Democrats are hoping to take back. There are going to be battlegrounds all over New York State. And while these articles focus on candidate selection and fundraising, both of which is certainly important, I believe there's one surefire way that Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, and the Republican leadership in Washington can help the congressional Republicans in New York State hang on to their seats next year. Do you remember the tax reform bill of about five years ago and how the high-tax states were penalized when they limited the SALT deduction, the deduction on state and local taxes. You used to be able to deduct your property taxes and your local income taxes. Now you can only deduct up to $10,000. I think if Kevin McCarthy wants to win these Republican seats and maybe even turn a couple of other blue seats red in New York, maybe even in New Jersey, maybe even in California, the House of Representatives ought to bring back the SALT deduction. This would be the best thing possible for Republican congressional candidates running in blue states. And let the New York and New Jersey Republicans from those states take credit. People like Tom Kane in New Jersey, people like Michael Lawler in New York State and Nicole Maliotakis, let them be the face of bringing back the SALT deduction. These guys will look like heroes. If you're a right-leaning voter or a conservative Democrat or an independent that's really been hurt by the limiting of SALT deductions, people like my mom, for instance, but I know so many others that fit that bill as well, you will be voting to re-elect those Republican candidates. So I don't know that they will go for this because Kevin McCarthy was one of the architects of tax reform in the first place, but if we're looking at this from a purely political perspective, if they want to win the House back and win these seats in New York and New Jersey again, they need to do away with the $10,000 limit on SALT deductions. Beam me up! To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. By now, I am sure you have heard of Mayor Eric Adams and his recent trip to Israel. Here was Mayor Adams when he was in Israel talking about the need to stomp out anti-Semitism. New York City uh, 
has it having one of the largest uh, Jewish population outside of Israel, it is imperative that as the mayor, that I sent a very clear and loud message. We did this in uh, Greece with over 50 mayors to go after anti-Semitism, and now we want to come here uh, to what is considered by the Jewish community as uh, their homeland, uh, to send a very clear and loud message and reinforce uh, our determination to stamp out anti-Semitism. You can't really argue with that. Anti-Semitism is a big problem in this country and in this city. There is a terrific article in the New York Daily News, though, exploring who paid for Mayor Adams' trip to Israel. It costs about $34,000. And the two top executives at the philanthropic organization that bankrolled Mayor Adams' recent trip to Israel have significant business and lobbying interests before his administration. The matter involves Mark Rowan and Eric Goldstein, respectively, the chairman and CEO of the United Jewish Appeal Federation of New York, which picked up the tab for Adams' stay in Israel from this past Sunday to Thursday. So the group spent almost $5,000 on his airfare, lodging, food. The group shelled out the same amount per person on six Adams administration officials who traveled with him. I guess they're saying this is not a violation of the law because there is a giant loophole, a loophole so big you could drive a truck through it, that even though public officials are prohibited from accepting anything of value, including travel from firms or individuals with business dealings before the city, the ban does not apply if there's a government purpose for the free trip. An obvious conflict of interest. And given the fact that Mayor Eric Adams' fundraising has looked so shady in the past, this is yet another red flag in terms of the appearance of conflict of interest within the Adams administration. I think the mayor ought to reimburse these people back from his campaign funds and ought to voluntarily say that going forward, he's not accepting any free trips, even if there is a governmental purpose, from anyone that has business before the city, because this just looks bad. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I am a big fan of Harry Chapin's music. I was just thrilled to have his daughter about a year ago talking about her father's music and his legacy. And every year they do something called the Just Wild About Harry concert. It's a long-running tribute concert honoring the late Harry Chapin. And the organizers this year are less than thrilled with the signage at the Nassau County venue where they've been invited to play this week. The Harry Chapin Lakeside Theater in Eisenhower Park has new, larger signs promoting another figure. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman, a Republican who took office just last year. A sign on the stage's back wall bears Blakeman's name and dwarfs a smaller sign naming the Chapin Theater. Large speakers on either side of the large stage feature signs welcoming people to the park with Blakeman's name and title prominently displayed. Blakeman's name and title are huge. And it almost reminds me of that scene in To Be or Not To Be where Anne Bancroft is telling her husband Mel Brooks, I don't 
don't mind my name being smaller. I don't even mind it being below the title. But in parentheses, really? That's almost how it looks with this Harry Chapin situation. It looks as if Harry Chapin is kind of an afterthought. It looks like a giant campaign ad for Bruce Blakeman. Frank Walker of West Babylon, an acoustic guitar player and regular performer at the concert, does not seem happy. For 40 years, the, the only sign that's been up is the one up top. And it just said Harry Chapin Lakeside Theater with a separate sign underneath for the Nassau County Executive. And that would interchange anytime someone new came in. Nor does Stuart Marcus of Malvern, one of the other organizers. The stage feels like it has been co-opted for purposes that we can't support. So it just doesn't feel good anymore. For his part, Blakeman is saying that uh, they're upset because he's a Republican. Chapin obviously was on the other side of the political aisle. I don't blame the organizers for being upset. This looks like a giant campaign commercial for Bruce Blakeman when the focus really should be on Harry Chapin, his music, and the people that want to honor his legacy. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, this is not necessarily unusual. It's a day that ends with a Y, and there's yet more controversy at Rikers Island. Last time we spoke about Rikers Island, it was when certain inmate advocates and certain elected officials were trying to get a federal receivership to oversee the city's jail system. Now, I played for you the audio of Councilmember Bob Holden and the other members of the City Council Common Sense Caucus who said, no, the Adams administration is doing a much better job than the de Blasio administration was. And I don't like the idea of a federal receivership. I don't like the idea of someone who's accountable to no one, elected by no one, being empowered to spend my money without any sort of oversight at all. I don't like that at all. So I am willing to go along with seeing if the Adams administration can continue to make these improvements. However, there has been a record number of fatalities at Rikers in recent years, and now pressure is mounting to make the city's jail death records public. When someone dies inside a city jail, the agency in charge of medical care launches a review, but the morbidity and mortality reports are never made public and their recommendations are rarely shared with anyone outside of city government well now manhattan city council member carlina rivera who chairs the council's criminal justice committee is among those pressing for transparency she said without the ability to review corrective action recommendations it is more difficult to hold the administration accountable she said now council member rivera is probably someone that i don't necessarily see eye to eye with on how she thinks the city jail system should be run versus how I think the city's jail system should be run. But I have to tell you, she's exactly right. We are paying the bills for the city's jail system. We have a right to know who's dying in city jails. These deaths are happening in our name. We're in charge. We own these jails. And if people are dying, we have a right to know why and what the circumstances were. And whenever they try to keep this stuff secret, it just stinks. It looks like somebody's trying to hide something which is, I suspect, what they're trying to do. I agree with Councilmember Rivera and others. Let's make these city death records public at city jails. Beam me up! To be continued.